Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. Right, peeps, this, of course, is my favorite part of the show, the time where I get to give you a big ol' virtual hug and thank you for reviewing this podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, seriously mean the world to me. This five-star review comes from E. Long Wa. E says, In this time of social distancing, where we may hurry by a friend when out walking, I appreciate the Living on Purpose podcast more than ever. Listening to Maudie is like having lunch with a friend. Open, honest, refreshing conversation from an authentic woman. Maudie, you are a gift to each of us. Thank you for sharing of yourself. E, thank you for sharing this review, and I completely agree. In this time of social distancing, connection is something that we crave more than ever, and I am thrilled that you found it here in the podcast. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review wherever you are listening, and I will make sure to give you some love on a future episode. All right. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. Elise Enriquez, my coach extraordinaire. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I am so pleased to be here right now. You know, you are my first interview and the first person that I've invited back to interview again. That's you. I just got chills on that one for real. Because I think I I think you told me this already, but I'm still like, oh, this is so special. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel special. You're special. And I'm so excited to um, share what we've got to share with uh, our listeners today. But before we dive in, because I know we could just do that. Can you reintroduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you've got going on, both personally and professionally, and what's what's exciting you right now? Oh, boy. Okay. So my name is Elise Enriquez. As you've already said, I am a productivity coach and consultant, and I'm a founder of the GIST or the founder of the GIST program, the creator of the GIST program. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, But what I love to do is help people really understand who they are, accept that in themselves and accept those differences in other people so they can come together to do cool shit in the world. Right. So that's my my job is to get people to acceptance, to like understand what you need, give yourself what you need and and do cool stuff in the world with other people. Uh, So that's me professionally. Me personally, I guess, you know, since the last time I was on the show, I'm married now. Uh, Yeah, thank you. I'm married to an amazing woman named Kim who helps me so much in my life and in my business. And uh, you and I were just saying before the show started that, you know, she is 
uh, just a super bright light and a ball of energy. <laughs> it's a lot of fun for me to be married to her. So that's new for me. Uh, and of course, just, you know, getting through 2020. There's, there's, it's been a roller coaster of a year, as we all know, uh, globally, locally, personally, like all the different ways that it can be. And I'm just grateful for the, the people that I have around me to get through such a crazy, challenging year. And the highs, there have been really wonderful high points, right? There have been really wonderful high points. It's a, definitely a both and kind of year. What's exciting me right now? Uh, can I just be really honest and say this piece of chocolate I just ate after lunch? Okay. <laughs> so there's a local place. I live in Lake Forest Park. There's a local place in Lake Forest Park Town Center. So that's just outside of, out of Seattle. And it's called the Chocolate Man. And uh, a friend of mine uh, a while ago gave me a gift certificate for chocolates there. And I finally went and bought a bunch. And so bought more than the gift certificate because I wanted to give some money to this company or this little business. And I just had the best, like, yummy truffle after lunch like we bought we bought a, a dozen on monday and they're almost gone we've eaten like almost all. <laughs> i love this so we will I'm, I'm gonna in the show notes we'll make sure to put the chocolate man yes in there i might have to call them and ask if, and ask if that's okay but i'm sure it's okay um <laughs> because it sounds like it's that good like you must go so so good so good oh delicious and it's dangerous it's within walking distance from my house i don't i don't go there on purpose <laughs> if now i know what to get you if i uh, get, uh, oh yes sure card. fine that's okay like yeah anybody get me a gift card for the chocolate man because then i'll have my excuse to go buy chocolate perfect. perfect oh i love that that's exciting you right now and i also love that you just um acknowledge 2020 oh like, gosh you just yeah. acknowledge the shit show that it's has been in the chaos and um I know what's gotten me through 2020 um and we're going to talk about that on this episode um but at least what would you say has really gotten you through this year it it really has been the it's been it's been incremental growth that started after uh, or during my divorce. So I got divorced a few years ago and what's gotten me through is is being able to let people in like being able to really pay attention to my feelings, to my emotions, to letting people in. And then the here's the cheesy part is really, <laughs> this is going to sound so lame. And it's also what we're going to be talking about today. Like my systems, like having something to support me and that I can fall back on so that when I do have the hard days or I do have the hard moments and I need to step away from my business, I need to step away from all of the stuff like that. I know what I'm stepping away from and I don't have to worry that I shouldn't be stepping away. I know exactly what's on my plate and it gives me permission to step away. And I've needed that. My father died this year. We had other medical emergencies this year. And so I needed to have moments where I could just be gone for a week and know exactly everything that needed to get handled and know exactly what wasn't getting done and be okay with that. So that's been huge for me. So the people component, but then also the systems component, those, those two things have carried me through. Yeah, that has, I, I'm so sorry for your loss, you know, and, um, ever, if it feels like everybody has those things this year that they, that are, they are dealing with and they've needed the time away. And the people that I've talked to have taken it mm -hmm. unorganized, which mm -hmm. adds, in my mind, which adds to the stress, which adds, yep. adds to the chaos. I was just talking to a friend earlier today and she had dropped her kids off at school for the first time. 
And she in, you know, not, not for the first time ever for the first time this year. Yeah. And, um, she had a house cleaner in for the first time this year and she was on a walk and she was like, I feel like something's wrong. I feel like something like it's off. I feel like I'm forgetting something. And it dawned on me as you were talking that of course she's going to feel that way if, if the systems are in place for her to step away when it's time. And the women, especially that I've talked to recently have been overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit, the reason I invited you back on the podcast right now is because I think you have a solution for that overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Just straight up with just. So can you tell us a little bit or a lot about about your about your program and sure. and we're gonna dive into what it's done for me and what it can do for our listeners. Sure. So first of all, just stands for get your shit together. Uh, it is something uh, I won't go into the whole long story, but it's a program I created a few years ago on completely on accident. It was all really all about uh, creating accountability and community to help people stick to their systems. And when I created that space for people, I found out that they didn't have systems. <laughs> oh. so, so my my now wife Kim at the time, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she she was just like, uh, that was great and everything, but people need your help with the system. And so that's how just came about was to help people actually create the systems to support them. So I call it a, a program to help you build your bonus brain. I am a big uh, fan of a lot of the productivity gurus out there. And one of them is David Allen and his book, Getting Things Done. And one of the things that he talks about is that our brains were meant for having ideas and not holding them. Mm. And it took me literally years Mm -hmm. to understand what he meant and, and what that. And so then finally I realized, oh, you have to build this bonus brain that holds all the stuff that needs to be remembered so that my brain, right? Like at least you need to build this bonus brain, right? So that my brain can be freed up to be creative, to solve problems, but most importantly, to be present with people so that when I am here with you, I'm not thinking of anything else, right? I'm not trying to remember what's next. I'm not trying, you know, and even if I did have a moment with you where I thought of something, I could pop it into my bonus brain and come back and be with you still, right? So it's having the system to hold all the stuff. And that's what we do in GIST. We do that in the course of three weeks now. I've, it's like it's a really speeded up program compared to what I used to do because I want people to get in action and get going right away. So in, in three weeks and in really two and a half weeks, you have your bonus brain built. Wow. Uh, and then after that, it's all about support and implementation. And so after that, you get three months of community support where you're getting regular accountability calls and Q&A sessions. And I'm also adding group trainings, which you don't even know about yet. So I know. So it's just, it's been so much fun. Like it's fun to teach the class. I teach it live and I only have six people at a time. I tried to do larger groups and I like being able to help people customize and personalize. So I only have six people at a time. And so I love teaching the class. And even more so, I love the community that extends beyond the class. So as each class graduates, they move into this community of support. And the people, you being one of them in that group, are just amazing. And we are all focused on just getting our shit together on a regular basis so that we can roll into our weekends feeling like, okay, we're going on vacation. We got a bow tied around the week and we can just relax and let things go. Absolutely. I definitely, when I leave systems check, that's exactly what I feel like. And even if I don't, get my systems all in check, right? In the hour. Right. I know, I know things that I didn't know prior to yeah. hopping on um, that 
into hopping into the community, I should say, because it really truly is a community. Um, you talked a lot about systems. And when I hear the word systems, I think business. Uh-huh. My mind just goes for me, it goes to my insurance business, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the years I put into creating those systems and plans and procedures. Yep. Is this course for business specifically? I thought it was. <laughs> I re- because I was a business, I am a business owner, right? I really, I thought it was, you know, this is for business owners. And then I had a stay at home mom who helps manage the properties, you know, the rental properties for their family. Uh, she joined. And then I had a, uh, an employee who has, you know, kids at home. She joined and she was joining because at work, she, her, she got feedback in her review that, she wasn't staying on top of things very well. And her boss felt like she couldn't rely on her. Mm. She took it upon herself and paid for the program herself. Mm. So the company, like she just sought me out, paid for the program herself. Mm. And since then, uh, she actually advanced out of that career and moved into something else now. And she moved into it being able to interview, talking about her system. And she said, I think I got the job because I could show them my system. <laughs> so it's, it was, she's using it for work, but people are using it for all aspects of their, of their life and their work. And so I use it for absolutely everything. Anything that pops into my head, anything that needs to get done yeah. goes into my bonus brain. Well, that's beautiful. That's amazing because. I'm reading, you know, I'm on your website and I'm reading your open letter to overwhelm peeps. And I, that, mm-hmm. I didn't even use the word overwhelm on purpose. And then I popped into your open letter and that's the first thing. And it says, you know, that this program is for people who can't sleep and their head is spinning. Mm-hmm. For anybody who, who has trouble sleeping because mm-hmm. their head is spinning or I can't keep juggling all of this. And, and those words, are or statements are things that I'm hearing on the daily, mm-hmm. on the daily. So I, it, I think it's amazing that it's a, an appropriate program for anyone. Yeah, it's for it's it's what was really funny because we just did um, a video where we interviewed a bunch of I call them gisters, a bunch of just alumni gisters, uh, and. And it was really funny to see like all the different examples that people came up with, with who needs just this, per- this kind of person needs just that kind of person needs just and one of one of them said, if you have a job and a family and a life, you know, <laughs> you need this because we are all juggling. Like you don't have to be a business owner to be juggling, right? Like you don't even, you don't even have to work outside of the home to be juggling. Like we are all juggling all of the time. And we know that we can't keep it all in our heads. Some part of us knows this because we use our calendars, right? Mm. Our calendars are the most commonly thing used by people, right? So you know you cannot keep shit in your head. Yet you don't you trust our calendar, but you don't have anything else support you. Okay. Right. Yeah. Or you have like a smattering of post-its and you have like your to-do app on your phone and you have your like telling Siri to remind you stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like constantly moving these little things forward, but you're never really making progress. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of like having one place that truly supports you. That's not, you know, restricting you, not limiting you. It's holding you. It supports you. It tells you, here's what you could be working on to move the step forward that you care about most if you choose to do it. Right. <laughs> like I always say that like, you don't have to do anything you put in your bonus brain, but you put it there for some sort of reason. Maybe you could try doing it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So it's literally a bonus brand. It's one place, one space 
it's not sticky notes everywhere. It's not your calendar. It's not your Siri reminders. It's not your phone. Well, your calendar is a component, right? So the count, so the different aspects of the bonus brain, you have your calendar because that holds all of your appointments. It holds all the places or all the times that you need to be somewhere with somebody else, right? Whether it's like here on a Zoom for you and I, as we're doing this, having this conversation, or whether it's a doctor's appointment, or whether it's some other thing where you have a commitment to somebody else. So that goes on your calendar. But anything that is a to-do is an action you have to take that goes into your task list. I use a program called GQs, but it's just think of it as task list. Mm -hmm. The other part of your bonus brain is storage, right? Like where do you keep all the stuff that you need to reference on a regular basis? And how do you keep that separate from action? So that you don't get overwhelmed by all of the data that's there. So that we have a separate spot for that. And then the other part is actually the very beginning of it all. And that's your gathering spots is to say, fine, if you want to have a bunch of stickies, but that's really uh, unintentional, right? So to have like an in-tray at your desk or an in-tray somewhere in the house where, you know, once a week you gather up all the stickies, you gather up all the loose papers, you gather up all the whatever, and you put it there and go through it. That's another part of the bonus brain. So what I like about it is while I recommend certain tools and apps and stuff like that, it's not so much specific to tools. It's about a philosophy. It's about a flow. It's about a way of thinking to help you move forward what matters most and be able to stay present and actually enjoy your current everyday life as well. Because to me, that's what productivity is about. Productivity isn't about getting more done. Mm -hmm. It's about moving forward what matters most to you while still loving your everyday life. That's to me, my goal for productivity for people. I think that one of the biggest things that just has done for me is allowed me to be creative on the daily and not be afraid mm -hmm. of my creativity, which is going to sound really weird. The reason I say be afraid of it is because I get downloaded and like so many of us, the ideas pop in and they just kind of keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And when I'm in like creative flow, I get a little, I used to get scared of that because I was like, oh, I got to remember that idea. Oh, I got to remember that. Oh, I got to. And, and then guess what happens? I remember none of it because then, <laughs> then yeah. I move out of that flow, right? Mm -hmm. I move out of that space and I'm making dinner, doing, getting busy, doing other things. And then I forget. Mm -hmm. And that was so scary and disappointing for me because my, my ideas are brilliant. They are brilliant. Well, it's, it's you've read Big Magic. Liz Gilbert talks about that. Of, um, was, was it grab it by the tail? Like when that inspiration comes, you got to grab it by the tail and hold on to it because it's going to go to somebody else. And it's okay if it goes to somebody else, right? That's fine. We don't need to be graspy. And if it was really exciting to you, you know, how can you really grab that? And that's a conversation that my wife and I have all the time is if I say something, she'd be like, grab that by the tail and I put it in my bonus brain, right? So it's nice to have, you know, the other people around you. That's part of the community aspect of it, like to speak that language with you to be like, oh, put that in your bonus brain, put that in GQs, put that wherever it is you're going to put it mm -hmm. so that you can have all the inspiration and all the ideas you want to have. Yeah, that's I think that's the biggest maybe misunderstanding or about productivity is I think people think that productivity and systems can be really limiting. And that's yeah. not how they should be. They should be, like I said, supportive, and they should hold as many ideas as you want held. That's, that's really big. So I have a mix of people who love systems, right? And they love that kind of stuff. And so they love just because of that. And then I also have people like you that are the, that respect systems, right? You absolutely respect them. <laughs> I see the, the bummer about a podcast is you can't see me like literally cringing. <laughs> You're 
you're like, what's she going to say? No, you respect, you respect systems. You yep. know what they do for you, especially, you know, you learn through that in your, in your insurance business, right? Yeah. Is the use of systems and how much they help you. But my idea, people can worry that a system is going to limit them. And really a good system holds all the ideas you want and then helps you actually do them. It helps you actually implement them. Yeah. I could say, you know, I, when did I take this? How many years? Oh my gosh. It, it was years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. It was years yeah. ago. It was, it was when I had the idea of launching a podcast, right? Oh gosh, that was, yeah. Mm-hmm, that was still, that was one of those ideas that was, that had been nagging and nagging and nagging. And I had never put it anywhere. And can I, can, I don't know if this is like spoiler alert, but one of the things you helped me create was a someday maybe. Yeah. Case. That was a brilliant. You're amazing. And <laughs> the, the most freeing feeling because yes, I, I could stop worrying about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you didn't have to hold it in your head anymore. I didn't have to hold it in my head anymore. And so it went into this file that when an idea popped in, Oh, I know where to plunk that. Mm-hmm. And guess what I'm going to do with that today? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't have to, it's there. <laughs> yeah. And then probably a year later, I was like, Oh, now's the time. And guess what? I had all my ideas in one place ready for me when I was ready to tackle it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so glad you brought up someday. Maybe one, I got to give full credit to David Allen on that. Mm-hmm. So the author of getting things done, totally got that idea from him, uh, implemented that for myself. And it was that same thing for me too, to have to, it felt freeing. I could have as many ideas as I wanted to, and I didn't have to act on them for fear of them like escaping me. And so then you had that place to put all the stuff and then you could just act when you're ready. I love it. That's so, that makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> yeah, and, and all the things that I have in there, I still have in there. Even sometimes I'll pop into my Sunday maybe and be like, oh yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that, but, but that's in there and that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's just amazing. I love that. Let's go back to calendar a little bit because before we press record, you, you're pretty passionate about the calendar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to call it passionate. <laughs> That's a good word for it. <laughs> and, and about what it can do for you and then what it can really hinder you from doing. So talk to me about the calendar and how you use it. How you suggest using it and not using it. Yeah, I, um, this was something that it took a couple of years of just of teaching gist, right? And I knew calendar was important and I had tips on how to make your calendar better, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't, uh, like the impact started becoming more clear, of course, for myself first, because I do what I'm coaching here, right? I'm, I'm doing what I, I do gist myself. And what happens is the goal for me is always for people to have their calendar be a reality check. And so I think a lot of times we have these aspirational calendars. We have everything we could be doing on our calendar, right? but not everything that was actually possible to do with the time that we have and the other things that we want to achieve. And so I always, I'm a big fan of saying, you know, get everything all in one view on your calendar. So even if you have a bunch of different calendars because of work versus, you know, kids schedules versus whatever, get that anything that's your responsibility that you need to be somewhere, show up somewhere in some way, you know, get all of that in one view. So you can see the reality of your day and the reality of your time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had a day where I um, had a coaching session in the morning and then I was going to be teaching a half day workshop 
up an hour away from me, 45 minutes away from me. And so I had an, I think an hour and a half between my coaching session and this big, long workshop. And so, and I had to eat lunch somehow in the middle of all that. So when I look at my calendar, right, it looks like I have an hour and a half in between wrapping up the session and the next thing, but I actually also have 45 minutes of drive time. So that's one of the other things I say is put drive time on your calendar, right? So once I fill that in, I have time to heat up a frozen burrito and fill up my water bottle and load up my car and go. Like by the time I like finish the session, go to the bathroom, like all those things, like I have no time to do anything else, right? If I also had on my to-do list 20 items to do that day, that would have been ridiculous. They wouldn't have got done, right? And I used to always have like a back-to-back calendar and then 50 things that I wanted to get done that day and then felt bad every day when things didn't get done. And so that's why for me, the calendar to have that accurately reflect your reality is super important to help you think about what could really get done today. And therefore, what are my priorities? It helps you set boundaries. It helps you really clarify your priorities when you realize I have about an hour of blank space today. What am I going to do in that hour? That's really powerful. And and it, it helps people like start to say no to things more confidently and to say yes to things more confidently, you know, so it helps both ways. Absolutely. You sound like, it sounds like Brene Brown values, like aspirational (laughs) time, right? Versus practice. And I bet that, I bet that last couple of minutes made people really nervous. (laughs) Because, you know, like when you don't want to know what you don't know. Yeah. That's kind of what came up for me. Yeah. Is the reality of going from one thing to the next and yet having all of these things to do because the reality is it's probably impossible. Yeah. And how disappointing to set mm-hmm. ourselves up that way. Over and over again. Like we do it day after and, I, and this is me too. Like I would do it day after day and I still slip into it. I still kind of like forget to kind of cross-reference and double-check be like, wait, should I be saying that I'm going to work on this thing today? Like, and look at my calendar and be like, oh, whoops, no. <laughs> I've got a half an hour of free time today, right? During work hours, right? You know, I can choose to work on things at night. Like, that's the thing is we can make choices to grab more time from other places. But then it's just a matter of, are you okay with that trade-off? Are you okay with the trade-off of, you know, time away from your family then? So your calendar can absolutely be your friend. It can absolutely be your, you know, the best friend that tells you the truth, that friend, the best friend that would like tell you like, on that, that is just, you know, (laughs) something's off here for you today, right? Like, like this isn't how you usually like to be. You're kind of being a jerk, whatever it might be, like whatever the the honest best friend would say to you, you know, you got something in your teeth, right? (laughs) Like that, your calendar can be that for you. Like, honey, you don't have time. Yeah. Stop, stop it. (laughs) The thing that I think of for myself in the past is when I've used my calendar in that way, things don't get done because it's in a calendar as a to-do, but then the next day just comes like it normally does. And then I didn't do it. And it's still mm-hmm. on the, and it's still on yesterday's to-do. Yeah. So you just admit that sometimes you forget and sometimes you slip up and, and slide back into old ways and habits like we all do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so how do you what do you do with that? How do you get back on track? Yeah. Well, I beat myself up first. No, just kidding. Okay. No, I yeah. actually, let's be honest. Like sometimes, sometimes I, I do, right? Like sometimes those are, that is part of slipping back in old ways. Like, oh my gosh, what the heck? But mostly what I try to do, I kind of laugh at myself a little bit more now, kind of going like, oh, 
Yeah. That's funny, Elise, that you thought that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you thought you were going to be able to pull that off, did you? That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a little bit of that self-talk now where it's kind of more observational and, and kind of funny and jokey that I do. But whenever we do something called the systems check and gist, and you know about it, it's on Fridays we meet, right? And we get our email inboxes to zero and we look at our calendar for the next couple of weeks and make sure we know what's going on and block off times to, you know, drive times and make sure all the appointments are updated and blah, 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 right? Get the desk cleaned up and get the piles taken care of. So we just get it all known, right? So when we, when I fall off the wagon, right, of the gist wagon, it's that I probably need to do a systems check. Like it, I don't have to wait till Friday when I usually do it. I usually do it Friday at 9 a.m. with the rest of the GIST crew, right? Because I host this time for my community. Mm-hmm. So that's when I do it. But if I fall off the wagon in any way, it's like, oh, I need to do a quick systems check. Mm-hmm. I need to just get things back to good again. Mm-hmm. I need to just remember what I know works mm-hmm. and grace, like give myself some grace on that and then get things back to good again. It's just like a quick reset. It's just like a super gentle kind of process to do with yourself, which, like I said, can sometimes start out as not gentle. And then I work it into gentle, (laughs) gentle grace with myself about like, oh, that's right. You forgot. Cute. Cute that you forgot. (laughs) I do do the cute a lot. Oh, Maudie, you're so cute. You're so cute. That's so funny. (laughs) You're not trying to do all the things that you know you don't have time for or don't want to do. Yeah. I don't want to. That's, can we talk about that real quick? Yeah. Sorry. They just like, that's just, because I, I just, um, I'm wrapping up my, my October just group right now. And so we were just talking about this with this new class about how, okay, it's, you have your system and you have your tasks in there and you have these due dates on things. And she was like, I, there's these three things that I keep moving forward. I keep moving the two date, like it comes due today. And I'm like, no. And I move the date and I move the date and I move the date. And people ask about this a lot with me. And first of all, I'm like, that's okay. We're not always, you know, when we decided something four days ago, when it comes to the day that you think you're going to do it, sometimes the day doesn't support that. And sometimes your energy doesn't support it. And, you know, there's no beating people up for not doing things on the day they sent them. Mm-hmm. However, or, and I should say, and if you've moved it out like three times, that might be a three strikes and you're going to question it thing. Not three strikes and you're out, but three strikes. And I'm going to look at this again. Right. And it was brilliant because this new, this new, um, gister said, I, you know, I looked at it and I went back to the very beginning of the questions you taught us, which is what does this mean to me? Mm. And she said, when I asked myself that again, this means nothing to me. It did not need any of my brain space anymore. I took it off my list. Mm. And so this idea of like due dates kind of freaks people out. And what it tells us when we keep avoiding something is that we need to actually look at it more closely. When you keep pushing off and pushing off and not doing the best thing you could do is just, you know, after you've, you've taken a break from it for a minute, right? Cause you keep pushing off to come back to it and get close up and say like, okay, what is this? What does this mean to me? And when you have to describe that to somebody, like describe it as if you're describing it to me, describe it to somebody else, like, for, for your listeners out there, just act like Maddie's asking you, like, what does this mean to you? And describe it to Maddie and see what that shows up for you. Because then you're going to figure out if there's any action required or not. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, maybe you get to just let it go. Mm-hmm. So I loved hearing them, like, watch themselves as they kept pushing off and, pro- you know, in their mind, procrastinating this thing. Mm-hmm. But when they looked closer, it wasn't something that they wanted to spend their time on. And so they let it go. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, tell me a little bit more about, so the systems check is an hour every 
or is it every Friday? Uh, what I do in the program is I guarantee two Fridays a month. So the reality is we usually are doing it every Friday, unless I'm like on vacation. And even then I'll be like, oh, let's just do it on Thursday then. <laughs> I'm just like, because I need the systems check is all about getting everything back to good every week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need that too. So that's why it's like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well have everybody else with me. I might as well give it to the community too. So it's, it's guaranteed to a month, but it's usually every, every Friday. And, you know, I think we get so caught up in making progress on our to-do list mm-hmm. that I don't know if pre-GIST I had ever taken a step back to analyze the system, to analyze mm-hmm. my to-do list, to analyze my calendar. Actually, I can probably say, no, I had never done it. And to be honest, I was probably one of, like, maybe your most resistant <laughs> when it comes to system check because I'm like I just I just want to get in get get to my email do the work like dig in yeah you're like I want to get shit done right like I want to get shit done yeah and and what I guess I've learned is that that's not that's not for me and for everybody it's just not the best way to, to approach the things that you're needing to get done or wanting to get done yeah I, I don't know how to like tie a bow on that, but the mm-hmm. systems check is literally it's like a step back and an outside look into what's going on in, in your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. So when you have your system set up to support your whole life, which it absolutely can, it can hold everything, right? Then you can take a look at your whole life, right? And you can take a pause once a week to say, all right, where are things at? It really is about getting your head clear again. And often that means getting your desk clear and getting your inbox clear and you're not doing the work. You're Mm -hmm. defining the work. So at any given time, you could be doing one of three different kinds of work. You could either be planning your work, which is the systems check time. Mm -hmm. You could be doing intentional work, which is doing the work that you planned, like going to your to-do list and going like, oh, here's all the stuff I said I wanted to do. Here are the appointments I'm going to be attending today, or here are the meetings, or here are the Zooms, right? Here are the calls I need to make, right? Or you could be doing unintentional work. And unintentional work just means doing the work as it comes at you. And there is nothing wrong with doing unintentional work because, as you know, you probably, for as many times as Exy has been to the emergency room in his life, because he's a little daredevil. Knock on wood. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm doing too. But how many texts have you gotten, right? Yeah. Like, if you like, oh gosh, he's bleeding, right? And if you got that, you can't just be like, well, no, I have this do today item that I really have to get done, right? You're not going to do that. So sometimes work is going to come at you. Work with a lot of real estate agents, right? Mm-hmm. Deals can fall apart. They got to take that call. So sometimes you're going to have to take the work as it comes. But more often than not, we need to spend more time doing the work that we planned. So doing that intentional work and planning our actual work. Because in planning it, what that's what the systems check time is, right? It's to say, okay, what is this envelope? What is this piece of mail that I got? What does it mean to me? What do I have to do about it? When do I have to do something about it and put that in your system? So you don't have to think about it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Same with anything on your desk, same with any email that comes in, same with you know anything that's on your mind. It's just getting everything known mm-hmm. so that you can rest and relax again and be present again. So that's all it is. Like Friday's system check is all about like, just get it all known again, catch your breath, get some awareness so that when you are ready to work, you can just jump in and do the work. So I call it kind of like it's cold seat versus hot seat, right? 
systems check is cool seat time. Like you're not going to work. You're planning your work. You're thinking about what do I want to get done so that when you're in the hot seat, which is the day of, and mm-hmm. it's time to do stuff, you can just go to your list and actually do what's in there because we've helped you define it in such a way that you can actually just do what's on the list instead of think about what's on the list and then avoid it. Cause you don't want to think about it. Right? right. Cause that's the other part of it. So sorry, I pivoted from like systems check, but to a really important concept, which is this isn't about just holding all the stuff mm-hmm. that needs to get done. It's defining the action you will take mm-hmm. to move each thing forward so you can actually do it because we tend to not think in those terms and that's hard for yeah. me to do, but we don't do it. And so my job is to help you think like, what is the very next thing I need to do to move this forward so that when it comes to Tuesday, you know, October, whatever that you, and that's when you said you want to do that thing, you can just do it. Yeah, You don't have to think about it. I think that that's been, I'm just going to like keep saying the same thing over. That's been the biggest thing I've learned from this. (laughs) (laughs) Another huge takeaway that I had was um, I actually had like projects on my to-do list. I didn't have action. So like take, for example, the podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just do a podcast, right? Launch a podcast. That's your check. That's on your to-do list. (laughs) And of course, I'm going to push that out. Like, where do you even start you, me? Where do I even start with that? What the heck? Like, and so just help me realize and that question that you just asked, mm-hmm. what's the next action step that you can take to move this project forward? Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really like piece it down to literally next step. And, and you can't be fooled. Like, to the listeners out there, you cannot pull my coach Elise because I will say, you know, I will say something like, I don't even know, I can't think of, um, oh, like, um, record my podcast. But you're like, no, but like, do you know what you're going to talk about? What's the next step? Do you have your notes? Do you have your equipment set up? Do you have your space? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big one, the like general question is, do you have everything you need to take that action? And if you do, great, then you get to take it, right? But if you don't, then your next action is actually getting what you need, right? And and people forget, they're like, oh, I just need to do this because we're smart. We know all the steps that need to happen. So we think of the third step instead of the first right. step, right? right? And even even with the, what we think is the first step, we forget that like, oh, there's things we might need to accomplish that first step. And if you don't have everything you need, then getting what you need is the next step. I feel like this is the best, like, high level overview. I can't even just explain how impactful this has been for me. Before I, I have a like met, I have a wrap up here, but is there anything that we missed that the listeners would love, die, need to hear about Jess? I think this is gonna sound funny, but what a lot of people like or are afraid of is inbox zero. So um it sounds weird to talk about, but it's like people like if you have thousands of emails in your inbox. I will not judge you. I don't care. I do not care how many emails you have in your inbox. I only care if you care. If it stresses you out, I want to help you get to inbox zero. If it doesn't, I don't care. But I will tell you that when people do get into inbox zero on a regular basis, they feel so much relief or relief that they want to just keep doing it over and over again. And so it sounds like a funny thing to bring up, but it just is a representation of the clutter that is all around us in our brains, in our lives. And when we can kind of just clear the clutter, we can start to see things for what they really are. We can stop worrying that things are going to slip through the cracks. And so inbox is always like a very kind of 
visual representation for people of like, this is all the stuff that you're constantly wondering about. Like, did I do everything I was supposed to do in here? Right. And we help you get rid of all of that so that you can feel confident and know what, what you're going to be getting done. But everybody gets nervous when we get to that, that lesson, because they're just like, I'm like, okay, everybody tell me your numbers, like how many you got. And people are like, Oh God, it's like 15,000. I'm like, okay, cool. Like yeah, this is right. good information. <laughs> this is good. We Now we know what comes into your life so we can figure out how to structure it better for you. So you can stop worrying about it. Right. I did. So that's I did big impact. I did. Um, bring inbox zero to my business to with my team members because mm-hmm. what I found is what we were using we all of us were using our inbox as our to do mm-hmm. and a lot of the tasks were boomerang tasks where it's like if you can't just do it you can't clear it out and so we needed a system mm-hmm. um because things were falling through the cracks unintentionally because we were we were using our um inbox not effectively yeah, well, because it just wasn't meant to do that. It really is meant to be like the in-tray on your desk from way back when, right? back when they had in-trays. That's like, it's it's stuff that hasn't truly been considered yet, right? And so if you just have a pile on your desk and it's mixed up things that require action, some of it's just information that you need and some of it's garbage, that pile scares the shit out of people. Like I should know, like I had that pile for years. I had all these other systems set up, but I had this pile that held so many different kinds of things in it. It was my intray. I thought it was working the system really well, but I was constantly stressed by this pile because it's a mix of stuff. And the inbox is the exact same thing. It's a mix of information. It's a mix of junk. It's a mix of trash. And it's a mix of action that actually has to get done sometimes by a certain time. And if you don't intentionally sort and separate that and and completely empty it out on a regular basis, you're going to feel stressed. And you don't, it's not because you've got everything done, right? You don't get rid of an email because you got it done. You are saying what needs to happen because of this email. You put that into your system for action, that into your to-do list, and then the email gets to go away. So that means you have to trust your to-do list. So really just is all about a shift in how you think about action and how you think about things, right? But it's also about building habits. And that's the hardest part for people sometimes. And so that's why I have a community. So even after the class, we get you up and running. There's three months of support in the community and longer if you want to stay in it, right? But that way you, I'm giving you every chance possible to build the habits you need, but also to customize the system. So it actually works for you. You're not going to do things like Elise. You're going to do things like Madi, yep. right? You're going to find your way of, I'm going to help you find your way of doing these things. And I think like, uh, I'm glad you pointed that out, the support after, because I have written down here, like basically you said it's a two and a half feet uh, program. I know before I took this, I'd be like, Fuck that. There is no way I'm going to get my shit together in two and a half weeks. Do you even know what mess you're, you know, you're working with? Mm-hmm. And so my, my question to you was going to be like, what would you say to the skeptic? Like, you don't know how much chaos I've, I've got going on. Two and a half yeah. weeks isn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is technically it's three weeks of classes, but two and a half weeks, your bonus brain is done, but three weeks of classes, right? So we, we meet on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So three times a week for three weeks, that's it in terms of this small class. And I was skeptical too, because it was originally a six week program, right? I originally had is like, we do one class a week and everybody has time. I'm like, you don't have time. You don't need more time right now. Like I will give you more time through this program, but I can't give you time 
I can't have you overthink this. I need you to just get going. And it's been really surprising. So to, to move to this faster pace mm. at how much better people are adopting it because they don't have time to overthink it. Wow. So it's so it it was a complete like shift that I started. I'm like, I'm going to play around with this. And I am shocked at how much better people are adopting everything and just getting into action. And then knowing they're still going to have the support afterwards to continue to customize it, continue to improve it, to build the habits, to have the accountability, to get the support, but then to also get help from me personally, right? As changes happen in life and business. So that if you go from one career to the next, from one job to the next, or a kid graduates or whatever happens, like that I can help you adjust your system to, to follow along with what your life and your work are doing. Amazing. When, let me ask you this, you only take six clients at a time. So when is the next just and are there spaces available? Yeah, there are spaces available. Next class is November 2nd. We start November 2nd. So that's uh, soon, right? That's a little more than a week away, I guess. Um, so got a couple spots available there. And uh, I just, I love it. I love teaching this class. Like it's been so fun. This current class that I have right now, they're killing it. It's so much fun to see the progress they're making. And so to think of like who the next group is going to be is super exciting to me to think like, who's, who's going to be next. So yeah, if you're interested in just contact me, Elisa, elisaenriquez.com and I'll get you more information. Wonderful. Well, this has been enlightening and refreshing. And I'm just like your biggest supporter as I know you support me as well. And, um, I cannot recommend, um, just enough. So, uh, you know what? And also I'm an open book. I always say this. So if anyone is listening who maybe has some more questions, feel free to ask me. I am a jester now and, um, would be happy to share my experience in more depth. So yeah, you, um, you are definitely a jester. <laughs> You're a jester sister. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you a year ago. And oh gosh. I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. I, know, I know. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun to see um, how things change. Um, but, but like I always end the podcast, uh, Elise, what does living on purpose mean to you? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So living on purpose to me is all about intention. Like to me, purpose, fullness and intention is is the same thing. And so it means you got to be clear about who you are, what you believe in, right? Like that, that clarity has to come some way, but then you have to let people in on that clarity. Like, so, so to me, living on purpose, isn't just me being clear for myself, but then to say who else needs to know about this so they can be my supporters. They can be my champions. They can be my partners. They can be my allies. They can be whatever. So there's that part of it. And then the last part of it for me is then how you're not going to be surprised by this, I think. How can I have either systems to support me um, towards consistent action or what consistent action can I take to be, to live that intention, to live that purposefulness? So it's always for me about clarity, communication, and consistency. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so, it's so much fun to talk. This is just so much fun. Let's just do this every week. (laughs) All right. Until next time, Elise. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you loved this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? 
feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.